Good morning and welcome to the Saturday Splash. This is your Saturday dose of nature from South West London. You're listening to Rosie here on Riverside. And if you haven't tuned into the show before, just like I said, this is where we talk all about of amazing nature all around us in South West London. And today is very, very exciting because we are celebrating World Wildlife Day, which was on Thursday this week. And I am joined by a guest. Hello. Hello, guest. Hello. Hello. Who are you? My name's Mike, and I'm very excited to be on the radio. I've never been on the radio before. Excellent. Well, you're a bit of a nature nerd, a little bit like me. I am. You live locally a little bit like me. I do. And we're going to be celebrating World Wildlife Day. What? i got to try that again, Mike. World Wildlife Day today. Woo! <laughs> Excellent. Okay, well, we're going to get started in just a moment after train. This is Hello and welcome back. That was Drive By by Train and you are listening to Rosie on Riverside and today we are celebrating World Wildlife Day with Mike. Hello Mike. Hello. Excellent. Now I thought you'd be the perfect person to come in and help celebrate World Wildlife Day. I'm going to get it right by the end of the show. It's a proper tongue twister isn't it? It's a tongue twister. (laughs) World Wildlife Day day um here on riverside radio because we've worked together for years we've known each other forever and i know that you have done a lot of work in southwest london in particular out there in nature so tell us a little bit more about what you do yeah so i guess probably the best way to describe me is a science communicator okay that's overall umbrella for what i do um i've done quite a few different jobs and yeah as you said i have done some work in southwest london where i worked for a forest school on wimbledon and putney common and what is a forest school if i if you know i've never heard of one before how would you describe it so you kind of you take groups of kids outdoors and you do lots of different things you learn new skills and you can uh, play lots of games and learn about nature um, and just really enjoy being outside i think i've seen some of those kids doing forest schools are they always covered in mud and just got the biggest smile on their face oh that's it you've got to get messy if you're not getting messy you're not <laughs> doing it right and you know being outside in nature that's something that you really enjoy that's something that you like doing you've done in your previous job roles and stuff like that yeah absolutely so i used to be an outdoor pursuits instructor so doing climbing and abseiling and water sports that sort of thing so i just love being outside it makes me feel really good it doesn't matter what the weather is even if it's hoying it down with rain love it okay so you're quite brave you don't need your anorak brave stupid i don't know one of the two yeah there's a fine line isn't there (laughs) um and not just that you you know your stuff about animals as well well, yeah, I know a little bit. So I, I studied zoology at university. It was a few years ago now, so probably forgotten a lot. But yeah, I know a good few facts. Amazing. Excellent. Now, there's something else I want to ask you as well. Like today we are going to be celebrating World Wildlife Day. And I got it right that time. World well Wildlife done. Day. Get it better. Um, but it is British Science Week coming up in a few weeks' time. And we are going to be celebrating that on the show here today. But mm. I know that you mentioned you're a science communicator. You're, are there any exciting projects that you've heard about or working on at the moment to do with science in general? Yeah, so funny enough, um, I'm actually doing some work with Imperial College at the moment. So I'm helping to plan for the Great Exhibition Road Festival. It's another mm. tongue twister. Uh, and that is in June, 18th okay. and 19th of June, completely free event. And I'm working with uh, over 50 teams of scientists, uh, and that's just a small amount of them. Um, and they're all doing activities, stalls, workshops for the festival. Um, so I'm hearing all sorts of really interesting research that's coming from British scientists, European scientists, scientists from all over the world. Yeah. Doing some amazing things um yeah one thing we were talking about just yesterday i had a meeting with some is how we're now able to 3d print some organs um, wow. 
Yeah, and 3D print blood vessels. What? And funny enough, when I was at university, I did a, an ethics debate uh, about 3D printing organs, and we were struggling to do it because we couldn't 3D print the blood vessels because they were so tiny. And I thought, oh, this is the future. It's going to be decades before we see this happening. Wow. And I just talked to scientists who are now able to do it. Wow, we're going to have to get you back for British Science Week, I think. That sounds really exciting. 3D printing organs. That's madness. It is. Wow, that's, that's impressive. But today... It's more about the wildlife. Absolutely. We are we're talking about wild wildlife and in particular southwest London wildlife because I didn't realize before I moved to southwest London there is so much nature down here that you don't really find in the rest of London. So we're going to be exploring that a little bit today. Um, we've got a bit of a fun game to play if that's okay with you Mike. Yeah, sounds good to me. Excellent. Okay, well that's going to be coming up after Gale. This is Hello and welcome back to Riverside with Rosie here and our amazing guest Mike. We are celebrating World Wildlife Day and we are going to be playing a bit of a, a fun game here in the I say fun. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna make sure it it's fun. fun. It's gonna be fun. Um here in the studio this morning because we have we are joined with Mike who's been telling us that you're a forest school leader, is that right? Pretty much, yeah. You're taking um, students out into the forest, exploring nature, exploring wildlife. So we're going to imagine for World Wildlife Day, we want to celebrate our species near us. We're gonna imagine, Mike, that we're going on a walk. Yep. And I think we should play this a little bit like a choose-your-own-adventure or storytelling sort of vibe where we share some facts and figures about some of the animals that we encounter. Sounds good to me. So I, I was going to get a wi- uh, like a wheel to spin, but obviously this community radio, we didn't have budget for that. So I've <laughs> gone for names and hats. Nice. So I've got a very, you know, no expense spared hat here. Yeah. And we've popped some names in the hat and they're names of things that we might encounter yep. on a walk out in South West London. Sounds good. Where should we go? Where should we imagine that we're going? Maybe let's go down uh, Putney and Wimbledon Common. It's absolutely huge. You'll find yeah. all sorts down there. Okay. All right. So we're, you know, getting your getting your headspace. We are transporting ourselves to Putney and Wimbledon. Do we need a little Common. transporter machine? <laughs> okay. We've arrived. That was perfect. Thank you, Mike. Uh, excellent. Okay. Well, would you like to do the honours first? Would yeah, you like sure. to pick one of these species? All right. And then we're going to use our combined animal knowledge to try and share some stories some facts and figures um about these animals brilliant okay all right, all right. have a rustle have a little ruffle around see what i can find and pull one out what have you got what have we got Ooh. stag beetle oh yes i i was so excited that you pulled out stag beetle i think that was one of the ones i put in there can i share a story about stag beetle go for it okay so i used to work in battersea park and once upon a time i was actually working with kids at the time a school group and there was this humongous thing I could only describe it as a thing at that time that just flew in and it sent the kids absolutely berserk Um, and then when it landed it was like all over the place not very elegant it was hitting itself across things when it landed it was this giant stag beetle and I'd never seen one of them before I grew up in northwest London never seen one of them and since I've been in southwest London I've seen more stag beetles in my whole life so I think they're quite common down here. Yeah, do you know what? I, I'd actually never seen them myself until I came to southwest London. Um, and I found one myself walking through the park one day and it was just in the middle of the path. And I was like, what's that? It's huge. No. It was a stag beetle. Now, I've been doing a little bit of research on stag beetles. All and right. I think I might know. Well, actually, let's start it back a bit. If somebody has never seen a stag beetle before, never mm. heard of them, mm. how would you describe them? 
oh, they look a bit mental. So they're like, <laughs> they're big and black. They've got six legs yeah. because they are an insect. But then they have these giant pincers coming off the front, which look really mad, like kind of like antlers. And that's where the name stag beetle comes from, right? Precisely. And do you know what? They're not actually antlers or pincers they're actually the mouth parts and it's it's just the males that have those right the females are a little bit smaller um and they they don't have them and what i think is really cool about this okay so the adults can get up to seven centimeters long so if you kind of hold your fingers out you can kind of measure seven centimeters huge beetle they can fly that's massive not very elegantly as we especially if you're a group of kids got one descending from the sky (laughs) not quite sure what it is but what i find is really exciting is when they're babies they're bigger than when they are adults what so a baby stag beetle we call it a larva is like this huge kind of maggot thing you don't really see them they're living their best life inside rotting dead wood (laughs) they can get up to 11 centimeters long so huge huge grub um and it's a bit like a caterpillar i guess you know you got they become, they have a cocoon. They can spend up to seven years as that baby. Seven years just rolling around, in, eating, filling, whatever you want. Wow. Yep, <laughs> eating all life. the dead wood. Um, and, and then, yeah, they get into a cocoon. And then only a few weeks, maybe a month as an adult. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned you saw a stag beetle on the path. I did. Um, and, you know, Southwest London is actually reported to be an area where there are lots of stag beetles. Researchers don't know why, but apparently there's more down here than there is in North London. Such a lovely place to live. Such a lovely place to live. But you know what? I think it could be. Um, we've obviously got the, the commons, the heaths. They like dead wood piles. Yeah, they do. They love it, don't they? Yeah. Um, that's where the babies are eating all of that food that's where they spend all that time um so they're they're not doing too well out there in the world they're doing quite well in london but you know they do need a little bit of help Mm. um do you know any ways that maybe we could help them yeah absolutely so i mean the one that i found in the middle of the path just off to the side of the path was actually a big pile of wood that had been collected and kind Ah. of stacked up together and so this is what they love and i'm sure probably many people have heard about bug hotels yes that essentially was the Grand Bug Hotel for stag beetles because obviously they're so big they need quite big ones. So, yeah, ways that you can help stag beetles along with other insects is yeah. making little bug hotels. And it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You can just chuck a load of wood in a pile. And I actually made one in my own garden last year during lockdown. Um, had some rotten wood that I'd just pulled out the ground in the garden and uh, I decided to stack it up. Um, it wasn't big enough for stag beetles. I thought, oh, we'll see what moves in. What I didn't realise was I actually had an ant colony that was living in the lawn. <laughs> they found it and went well this is a bit of an upgrade and then they all moved in but they loved it so i just left them there it was great oh amazing so if we if we see kind of big rotting wood piles and we maybe think oh we need to tidy that away don't tidy them away yeah absolutely leave that because that's really useful and like dead leaves and everything like that it's really important to think about in places like wimbledon and putney common because there's lots of poles out there and like big wooden um, logs and things and some of them we actually do use on the public and with the forest schools to build structures and that's all right but if they've purposely all been laid in a pile um, and they're not good for building a shelter yeah. for you or having a bit of fun with yeah leave them because they're really good for the insects i've actually seen you know one's worth coming in areas around there little signs on log piles saying please don't disturb these these are for the stag beetles that's it they need homes as well i love that and i think we should be proud in southwest london like you know we've got one up on northwest london we've got stag beetles down here yeah absolutely <laughs> okay well we're going to continue our fun adventure frolicking in the woodlands of putney common um after some olivia rodrigo and welcome back to riverside radio with rosie and 
Mike, hello. Mike is our guest for today. We are celebrating World Wildlife Day. Oh, you said it with no problems that time. Getting better every time. <laughs> now, we're playing a bit of a game where we're pulling um, names out of a hat of species that we might encounter on a walk around southwest London. And it is my turn this turn. So I'm just going to extract one of these names from the hat. And Mike, I am very excited. This is my favourite, favourite type of animal. What is it? It's a newt. A newt. A newt. Yes, I absolutely love frogs and newts, as I'm sure you'll know. But um, yeah, what can you tell us? What can you tell us about newts? <laughs> newts, are oh, they're very cool. So they're an amphibian. Okay. Uh, and their life cycle goes across two different habitats. Okay, so they start off in the in the pond. That's right. Uh, and then as they grow into adults, they'll eventually crawl out onto the land. So kind of a little bit similar to frogs. Um, but what's a little bit different is, unlike frogs, the tadpoles, they grow their back legs first. Oh, right, yeah. Amphibians grow their front legs. So th- Sorry, newts. Newts. <laughs> they are a type of amphibian. Newts uh, grow their front legs first. I love it when you see in the pond, like, the little um, tadpoles emerging and they're starting to grow legs. But with the newts, they're not growing legs first. They're growing their arms first. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like arms, yeah. I think a baby newt. Have have you ever seen a baby newt before? I have, yes. They look amazing, don't they? Yes, they're very cool. And uh, so I do a lot of um, pond dips with um, schools and school children from time to time. And we do find a lot of newts. And if you do do pond dipping, and I definitely recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I love pond dipping. what's in there. You might pull out some newts. Now, you've got to be careful with them because they are, like all small things, they're quite fragile, a bit delicate. Um, don't keep them out for too long because they are invertebrates like us. Sorry, vertebrates. They're vertebrates. We're vertebrates. We've got I had a backbone. <laughs> You're feeling a bit more like a slug today. Ah, feeling a bit sloppy. Um, yeah, so they're very delicate. Don't keep them out of the water for too long. Have a quick look and put them back. One of the things that I love about baby newt, I think we call them maybe a newtlet, like a froglet, mm. um, is they've got these, so they can breathe in the water, they've got these like really big, on top of their heads, like feathery-like gills. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And obviously when they come out of the water as adults, they don't need them anymore, so they lose them. But yep. when, when if you ever see them in that stage when you've just pulled them out of the water, carefully, of course, they've got these amazing, like, it's like a headdress. Yeah, they look absolutely fabulous, darling. <laughs> they do look absolutely fabulous. I honestly am so excited about frogs and newts. Um, it is Frog Day coming up next Whoa. month. So hopefully we'll have even more chat about frogs. I, I get very, very excited about frogs. So we might see newts on our walk around our common. Now we're going to continue playing this game. We've got loads more species to uncover. And that is coming up after the break. Hello and welcome back to Riverside Radio with me, Rosie. That was Kane Brown for my daughter. And we are still joined in the studio by Mike. And just as I say this, we have also been joined by an additional guest, a nice surprise guest, Amelia. So I'm going to let Amelia get herself seated and we'll say hello. Are you ready to say hello to us? Hello, Amelia. How are you? Um, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Now, Amelia, you're from our uh, radio club. Yeah, the Riversiders. The Riversiders. You guys are all just getting ready. You've joined us, Amelia. We're just about to continue. Maybe one of the final parts of our game. We've been pulling names of different species out of the hat that we might encounter in southwest London. And Mike is going to pull this one out. And we're going to see if we've got any information about it. Amelia, if you've got anything to say on it as well, you feel free to chip in. So, Mike, would you like to go for it? Shall I get one? Yeah. What have we got next? Drum roll. We have got 
A peregrine falcon. A peregrine falcon. This was one of mine. I put this one in there. We've got these in London? We've got these yeah, in London. Yeah, since, since, when, since when did we have peregrine falcons exactly. in well, London? What's that doing in there? I can tell you almost exactly because I was doing my research. Um, I've lost my research. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've been here for a few years. But do you know what? They normally live in other parts of the country. They live in cliff edges and quarries, but... The buildings in London that have tall, flat edges have actually become a really good nesting site for some peregrine falcons. Now, do you both know of Battersea Power Station? Yeah. Yep. Battersea Power Station had a pair of peregrine falcons living in the development, in the power station itself. They've recently done a load of redevelopment work on it. And the developers had to pay a lot of money to rehome their pair of peregrine falcons. <laughs> the peregrine falcons apparently have their own nesting site now in the Battersea Power Station complex. Imagine. It's like they've got a better yeah. flat than me. Yeah, ima- imagine going to a Battersea Power Station <laughs> and just seeing two peregrine falcons and you're like, I was planning to do some shopping today, <laughs> not, not go to the zoo. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what? I'm pleased you said that because... You know, we've been talking about squirrels and newts and things. Oh, like- I love squirrels. Oh, you like squirrels. They're my favourite animal. <gasps> oh, we're going to have to come back and hear more about why you like squirrels. Um, but one thing I want to say about peregrine falcons is because they're not ordinary. Mm. They are the fastest animal in oh. the world. The fastest animal. They can get up to 242 miles an hour. Wow. And you know what? They're so fast that you would expect that when they're flying that fast that they can't breathe because the air is coming at them yeah. so quickly. Yeah. What? engineers have done there were engineers that were designing jet engines and the engines weren't able to get enough uh, air into them because they're going so fast so they actually looked at the peregrine falcon and went well how is this animal doing it and they've got this special thing inside their beak this special shape um, this structure like a cone shape so they they kind of went okay well if we do that on the plane if we create something like that and it worked wow Wow. Inspiration from nature. Now, That's if you, brilliant. If you want to see some peregrine falcons, the best time of day is dawn and dusk. That's when they're hunting. And if you, you know, you're not having much luck out there. Apparently in Merton, they've got like a civil centre. They've actually got a pair of peregrine falcons nesting on their roof. Oh, wow. So you can they're actually everywhere. see them on webcam. There we go. Oh, nice. So I did my research. I told you I did my research. You did indeed. Falcons. Now, Amelia, I want to come back to you because we, we said squirrel and your eyes lit up. <laughs> yeah, I, I've liked squirrels for like a very long time. I literally, for, because um, when I went to Poland, because that's where my aunt lives, I got this like squirrel cushion Aww. and it was really cool. And yeah, I, I just quite like squirrels. My favourite are red squirrels. Yeah. But an unpopular opinion. I don't think grey squirrels deserve the amount of hate they get because, yes, they came over and, you know, got rid of the red squirrels. But, like, I've literally seen people try to throw chairs at them in the oh, park. Oh, no. Literally, one one person literally tried to kill a squirrel right in front of their oh, three year old. No. And it's like, why would you do that? Like, even if you don't like them, it's like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely. not right, is it? Yeah. We're we, just trying to survive. Absolutely. We are all about loving nature here on Riverside Radio. I think we got time for maybe one last round of the game. We're going to go to a song and we'll be back in just a few minutes after Major Laser. Hello and welcome back to Riverside Radio with me, Rosie. We're still joined by Amelia. Hello. And Mike. Hello. Now, unfortunately, we are coming to the end of Saturday Splash. And today we have been celebrating World Wildlife Day. So I want to take a moment and encourage everyone who's listening to get out there and appreciate some wildlife, be it the squirrels, the stag beetles, the... What else were we talking about today? The peregrine falcons? 
hairy scary caterpillars. The hairy scary pat- caterpillars. What we're admiring from a distance with respect. The very much respected caterpillar, we'll call it. <laughs> yeah. Now, thank you so much, Amelia, for joining us, as always. We'll be hearing more from you and the Riversiders yep. in just a bit. And I want to say a big thank you to Mike for joining us today. You are very welcome. It's been a pleasure to be here. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier the Great Exhibition Road Festival that you're working on. Yep. Remind us again a little bit about that. When so- can we... So the Great Exhibition Road Festival, learn all about science, lots of fun things going on, and best of all, it is all completely free, South Kensington, Saturday the 18th, Sunday the 19th of June. Okay, so we've got a a few months to get ourselves ready. Yeah, put it in your diaries, put it in your calendars, get yourself down there, it's going to be, the sun will be out, everyone's going to have a great time. I'm going to hold you to that, that the sun will be out. And thank you so much for sharing your wildlife knowledge with us today. You're welcome, it's been our pleasure. Will you come back and join us again? Absolutely, I've had a great time fantastic okay well thank you very much to mike thank you to amelia and that is it for saturday splash we will be back next week next saturday from 10 o'clock where we are going to be celebrating british science week and i have got two more guests coming in next week that i'm very very excited to introduce you to mother and son scientist team um marla and miles will be joining us next week which i'm very excited about up next we've got the news and we'll be hearing from the Riversiders and Fayon from 12. See you next week.